For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up? Welcome to the First Shot Podcast. It's your boy, Chase the Dream Pammy and Ian Silverback Butler. This is episode seven of the First Shot Podcast. And this podcast is being brought to you than none other. Ian Butler, let them know. And bet on line. Always, what's that famous movie quote? Always bet on black. Is, is there a famous movie quote or a famous I like Vegas? I don't really gamble, so <laughs> I can't really help you there. <laughs> all right, all right. Bet online for all your bet sporting needs: NHL, NBA, um, like the playoffs are going on with uh, MLB. So MLB World Series. That's Philly. right. Right. That's right. Place your bets. We just had big fights that come on. Um, Chase's boy, Aljamain Sterling, hit big and retain his title. That's another thing you can bet on. So make sure you go to bet online and use promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus. Hey, I might need to get on that. That BELIEVE50. I said that last week, but you know what? I might. You might see me using that code soon. Believe so let me start off by saying I get recognized in Vegas uh, quite a bit. As not Chase Pammy, but as MMA fighter or guy in the UFC. So I've kind of come to a point now. Oh my gosh. Where <laughs> I'm going to play the part. I'm going to tell them it was a tough fight that I that I lost or tough fight that I won. I gave it everything I had and, and I appreciate their support and I'm just going to move on. So what the hell? Um. That's where the name came from. Chase the Dream Pammy. I put it out on Twitter. Chase the uh, Dream. Uh, what 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 my MMA name would be if I fought. And uh I had a couple good ones. I I but that was the one that I thought stuck out the best. So Chase the um, Dream. Chase the Dream Pammy. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> it was all a dream. It was only just a dream. Yeah, that's right. That's about all oh, yeah. of it because I ain't getting uh, in the cage. Freaking, um, we're recording on Tuesday. Just release episode will get released on Wednesday. Make sure you check out the interview of Gavin. Finds out he just got ranked in the top ten, top ten middle schoolers in the country, um, in the nation, dude. Right now, uh, he he, good resume, um. Made it to Cadet National Duels for California. Made it to the finals of Super 32 last year. Um, one freak show in his division. He's a stud. He's 88 pounds. Looking to get a little bit bigger. That's his whole goal. So he can reach 106 for the school year. Um, really good eighth grader. Savage. Check that interview out that we just did on him. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we All have right. more. We have more to come. With a lot of kids. Yeah. So what's what's new in this week in, in this world? I was up in Utah. Utah. Yeah. Utah. Preseason Western States. How's that go? 
pretty good, uh, pretty good tournament, just good preseason tournament, continue to work out the bugs and stuff like that. Uh, we brought more, mostly high school kids, um, kind of our last travel tournament before they get into their season. So it was good to, to help polish a few of them up and, and release them back to their high schools to go compete for the season. The create, the hard thing is a lot of high schools in Vegas, they don't travel even during their season. They do all the local stuff. They, so they see the same teams all year long. So exposing a lot of these kids to different competition is, is really helpful, but it was a great weekend, man. I, I, I would say um, the kids that I did bring competed well. Um, they're doing the things we're teaching. Um, we had a, we had a, 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 one of our girls who won the tournament and that was, that was really big for her. That was really special for me just because um, she started two years ago, just no combat background, just a gymnast and some um, uh, cheerleading and stuff like that. And kind of quit all that to start wrestling and, and has not let off, let her foot off the pedal for the last two years. And so it was really cool to see her finally get a, a tournament win, especially with all the ups and downs. Uh, there's been a lot of tears um, that I've, I've, I've witnessed and, and some smiles, but, but a lot more pain than, 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 uh, than victory, you know, but I was really proud of her to, to her, her perseverance, not even so much about the win, but just the perseverance that it took to, to do that. And, and so hopefully there's more things on the horizon, but, yeah, we had a great weekend overall and 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 right. got to connect with some new kids on our team. We know we've got a little bit different group than than I usually do. And um, you know, the the relationships you build with your athletes, it's that's that's often more important than what it, it, it is more important than what you teach them. You know, right. that's where you're gonna get the most out of it. And that's what I love about these trips that we do with uh with our athletes. Hell yeah. How far of a drive is <laughs> Las Vegas? About a six hour drive, five to six hour drive, depending. Um, cause most of the tournaments are up in Farmington it was actually raining and snowing on the drive back and I don't have my glasses. Um, so I got about, got through about two hours and then my assistant, Max Roshkoff, I had to pull over and, and, uh, swallow my pride and let him drive. Um, cause I just wanted to keep the kids safe and, and I just didn't feel like without my glasses at night and in snow. Mm. That's a little, that's, that's a little bit, a little bit risky. So, um, yeah, I just left my glasses at home and can't do that. Can't make those I, kind of mistakes. It's rookie. I, mistake. I hate driving, bro. That four hours is like my limit pretty much. Um, but going back to, um, Vegas usually stayed local. You're telling me none of them go to like doc B or at all, or like battle of the bill or any of those. There are some, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a smaller amount than you would think, you know, I think I've seen smash. I think I see, I seen smash at five counties, smash slam. You mean slam? my bad. <laughs> <laughs> smash slam. Like they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. Yeah, smash. I hope don't hear that thing. Smash and slam is a different thing. Smash is, a, <laughs> smash is this slam is this. You get, those are those are I think those are kind of opposites. But you get the same results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some te some teams do do travel. I'd say there it's just it's not a lot. Um, I think a lot of the four A teams here in Nevada have a tougher time getting around 
Um, some of the five A teams do travel, but it not you know n- not not really to the elite tournaments. There's only a few that go to those really tough tournaments because they have the kids that can compete. You know, gotcha. Yeah, man. So Utah was great. How often? How often do you go to Utah? Um, every year, dude. It's such a uh, we travel there a, a lot. I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm there five, six, somewhere between five to seven times a year. Um, I mean, I can think right off the bat of four times that we're there at, at least. And then there's a couple others because we're so closely, our, our, our chair for Nevada USA wrestling is, is, is really close with them. And they do a lot of tournaments together, uh, beehive brawl, Salt Lake slam, Christmas clash, preseason, Western States, Western, all this stuff. So, um, so, you know, we go, we go to support our, our do our part as team Nevada and support uh, the USA wrestling on, on, you know, the, the West coast. And, and then I sit on the board for team Nevada and, and also on, on the USA wrestling folk style board as well. Um, so those are just, th- those are things that I like to, to, to support as, as, as one of those members. Right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of travel tomorrow, we take off for Iowa. Let's go, bro. Oh, Enjoy that. Let's go. Hey, you're we... gonna take care of my boy up there, man. I talked to him yesterday. He was, he was, he's excited, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I really wanted to go, but three weeks in a row, and then I had family stuff, and it, it was, you know, usually I haven't done preseason before. I, I, I the recruiting showcase was the one I like, but they moved that from from postseason to preseason, which I understand. Um, but timing wise, it, it was just, it was not good timing wise. Plus we're entering youth season where, you know, we have tournaments every week and we're traveling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Well, after that, we're going to calm down. Are you going to Tulsa kickoff? We are not. Dang. Dang, dude. I love traveling now, dude. That's me. I'm a, I'm a big traveler, bro. So yeah, man. The pre pre nineties is coming up. Pre nineties and the high school we're shooting recruiting showcase is going on at the same time. So it's a uh, it's gonna be really big, man. Maybe I can get some interviews while I'm out there, right? How many uh, kids are bringing out there? Not that. Let me look at my list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're gonna have nine. Okay. It's a solid group. It's a solid group. A little solid group. Yeah. Typically, I mean, I'm going from 60 <laughs> to nine. <laughs> to nine. I, I, I think I could handle this group a little bit more, but it's cool, man. Um, Wednesday, like I said, we fly out there Wednesday night. Give us a day. And then Thursday, we got access. We're going up to Iowa State and uh, going to practice in a room. I think it's really important to, to show these kids what a D1 program looks like and what a D1, co- like what a college looks like, the campus. I think it's really cool. Um, Kyving Gatson's my boy. So he always lets me in the room. Another guy that won a national title there. Um, really good guy. So I think it's really important. Last year was really cool because they were actually practicing when we were practicing and Kai got to wrestle David Carr and got, uh, <laughs> I had the video. He got, he got, he got shucked. He got shucked by like really nasty by David Carr, but uh, it was good, dude. And one of my kids got to wrestle Ian Parker. 
and uh, gave him a little bit of tips and word of wisdoms um, before preseason natty. So it's always, dude, that's always the best, man. I love to see uh, older guys that people look like, uh, that they look on to TV, right? They see David Carr win the national title, see Ian Parker being an All-American. They see these guys, and then you actually get to, like, touch them, talk to them, and, and everything. And um, I, I, I think it helps change lives, right? And, you know, and then one thing I liked about Kyle last year, he sat there and actually, like, I seen him off in the corner with David Carr just talking the whole time, right? Yeah. Just asking a lot of questions. That's the key thing, man. So I'm really excited about that. And then we wrestle thir- we wait Thursday, and we wrestle Friday. Yes, sir. Let's go, bro. Let's- Oh, <laughs> you got to, to show these, uh, show show these Iowa, Iowa ins. That's not a word. It's not a word. About to, you about to, you got about to throw hands, right? That's right. But you know what? <laughs> I think Iowa's. Uh, here's the thing. Iowa is known for corn, right? So, I went to go buy a gift last year, like a couple years ago, and they had like corn eyes. Like I guess, like they're all about corn. But Nebraska is the Cornhuskers. I, I can't help you there. <laughs> we'll, we'll Google that. We'll, we'll, we'll have to circle back on that one. Hey, you and I were having a conversation yesterday. Uh, can you explain to the audience what the top of the morning house is? What that means? Because we were talking about this for a while yesterday. And specifically, you were looking for a top of the morning house That's right. in Iowa. And, and I got it. <laughs> you got it. But tell our audience what that means. Yeah. Okay. So if you ever want to join Silverback Wrestling, right, and just get your wrestling better. But most importantly, these trips are probably the most fun. This is what I really look forward to, right? Because I even told you, like, we always do Airbnb houses just because uh, no parents are really, well, a parent or two might stay, but. It's just a way that these kids bunker up together and their personalities come out, man. You get to rebond and we both have clubs where we have a lot of kids from different school districts and different walks of life, religion, culture, color. And they all get to stay in one house and all get to know each other. And we just have fun, man. We have movie nights. We have everything. We have we have little food at the house. We have like a little family dinner. Uh, it's really cool. But the house I typically always get, you know, it's a top of the morning to you kind of house, okay? So, uh, <laughs> so I'll explain. So me, a lot of people on the show know my story. We don't research. It came from very humble beginnings. Homeless shelters getting adopted, right? So my dream always to live in the suburbs, right? Live in the suburbs. And I always used to watch movies, right? There's one called Be Cool. And uh, it's with Cedric the Entertainer, and he's a rap producer, and he comes out in his row, and he's in a big suburban neighborhood, and he has this new paper, and he goes, talk to the morning to you, Dan. He goes, oh, what's up, Dan? He's like, oh, you got the, you got the grass cut yesterday? He's like, yeah, you know, I got the new lawnmower, you know, like, like oh, I got to get that thing. Like, oh, have a good one. Like, you know, so it was uh... <laughs> It's always my dream to have a suburban house to walk out there in my little, I do it, I do it different. I might have a road, but I might have like some easy slides or something like that. But, uh, and just say top of the morning to you, <laughs> to my neighbors. Make sure you, when you're at this tournament, you get a picture of you in a robe 
you got a nice <laughs> cup of coffee, maybe some, maybe some, some Crocs. <laughs> you walk out the door and give that nice, you know, top of the morning to you. <laughs> but you got to look, you got to look around first. You got to look left, look right, just kind of analyze the situation. And you take even a deep breath nobody, too. Even, even if there's nobody out there, I think you give just, you give a, a uh, top of the morning to really everybody that's not outside. You have to. I'm like, oh, there's the Johnsons over there. Uh, man. Oh, man. Man, dude. Uh, Kaylee's getting big, man. Damn. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's like, oh, tell me more to you, Dan. Like, hey, how's the how's the green look? What's, what's your tea time today? <laughs> tea time. Are you, are you planning on living in the country club or what? what's <laughs> in the green? <laughs> the, Im- the image I have right is now. There- <laughs> In my mind, of what you're doing here is, is there's a. It looks like you want to. You're on a country club. That's a little what? bit, a little bit. And, and yeah, you also got to. You also got to examine and like. You got to look at nature too when you walk out. It's always like you walk out the front door. You see what's going on out there. You got to look at the birds. Analyze the weather, and then you give that top of the morning. Oh, wave. and you and you know and you know. You're, you you know your male lady or man by name too. Oh yeah, that's right. You know them by name, like oh, what's up, Cheryl? Like, uh, working you hard today? Did oh, you ever yeah. ever ever have a person, a uh, male person or a delivery person or whatever, as a kid that you thought was an actual friend of the family's? Because I had one of these. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Let me explain. let me explain so my dad would always order chinese food my dad was a takeout king he would cook some food he was he was a takeout king when i was younger he always ordered from the the chinese food spot right on the corner near our house and i vividly remember the guy i mean it was probably you know at least two times a week he's ordering chinese food and guy always comes up to the door gives the chinese food but i really felt like this delivery guy this guy that was delivering chinese food was like a friend of the family's like i felt like that was my dad's like buddy because he was there so much like i expected that, oh like he's just dropping off food you know maybe he's gonna come inside because sometimes he'd come inside for a minute or two whatever so i thought they were i thought they were friends so in my mind it was kind of like oh that's you know that's i don't know his name but that's you know the guy that delivers the chinese food like he's a friend of the family's you know so i thought I think also to like when you need to live in that type of neighborhood, you always have a place that you have a usual, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like when they call you, and they're like, "Oh, what up, Chase?" Like they just they just know you by name. You call the restaurant, like, "Oh, what's up, Chase? How's it going?" It's like, yeah. It's like you getting the usual today? And sometimes you might throw them a call. Like, oh, I think I might switch it up. They're like, "No, really?" Like. <laughs> Oh, really? Well, okay. It would be like, you know, you just know everybody. You know the delivery guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I, I get a few of those. My dad, my dad, that, that was, that was his friend in my mind. It, that was his friend, but I, 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 you know, apparently he wasn't cause we moved, never saw him again. So, you know, that was, that was just a period, period of life that he was, he was there, you know? So. Oh uh, man. Okay. Plus, uh, <laughs> you will get a top of the morning to your kind of picture, okay? 
All right. Uh, I did it. Make sure we show that on the podcast too next week. We need a good picture. You out on the the patio. Oh, yeah, dude. Newspaper in hand. You're going to get it too. (laughs) You're going to get it too. Um, Speaking of, uh, (laughs) speaking of, talking money to you. So, um, all these preseason tournaments, right? The bigger question, what is the goal of doing them? Yeah. Interesting, right? Yep. I've been having this conversation a couple different ways now in terms of, of the preseason stuff. I didn't do preseason when I, you know, 15 years ago in high school. More. Wow. It's been that long, huh? Wow. About 20 years, you, you know. Just good. So but I didn't do preseason stuff. So it was kind of, I played football, ran cross country, whatever it was that, that during that season. And then I'd go right into wrestling and I would wrestle nine, 10 months a year. And then I'd go and play another sport. So little different, little different way of, of approaching it. I yeah. think it's hard nowadays though, because it's right. There's so many kids that are wrestling year round and it's hard. Cause I have kids that play football. I have kids that don't. And I see the kids that are playing football and the kids that they've wrestled and they've been close with. And in my mind, man, it's, it's the, the people start to gain traction, right? They start to gain ground, you know, and, and um, it's one of those challenges that it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's just, it's just an interesting challenge. Cause I never, again, like I never, I never did it. So, and, and I, I still, you know, I still, I had success, but I think the game has changed. You know, I think if you're not doing it year round in some capacity, maybe you're not competing, but you're hitting, you know, a couple club practices a week while you're playing another sport. I think it's it, especially when you're in high school and you're you're starting to specialize. Um, I think it's really, really important. And you're trying to catch the the upper, upper echelon. And, and I'm in Nevada and Las Vegas and where kids I mean, we just don't have the depth of a Pennsylvania, Ohio, a, a, even a California, you know, so you you cannot afford to miss um lots and lots of wrestling because you do start to fall behind you know you do start to um start to fall behind in the race so to speak so but to answer your question what do i think um you know it, it, i had an interesting tweet about about super 32 about how kids make weight it's one way in and then you wrestle two days there's a lot of kids that cut a lot of weight that I don't know if they necessarily wrestled that weight class throughout the year. Um, so someone was, was talking about that on a tweet that like, it's not necessarily a realistic um, uh, factor in, 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 in success. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's still pretty tough either way, but I think those tournaments you got to use to, um, if you're going to go to super 32, you go to, you go to compete, you go to, you go to be the, you know, go to be the man or be the girl and, 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 you know, you're going to, to, to do damage that tournament, but also work out the kinks, right? I'm, I'm still a believer of the, the freestyle seasons, uh, the freestyle or, uh, Olympic, uh, Olympic sport and or Olympic styles, you know, freestyle season. So my, my mindset is yes, I want success now in the preseason, um, in folk style, but my aim is, is once we get to that freestyle season, like that's where we really want to be working out all the kinks on our feet and, and, and whatnot. So, um, right. That's my thought process with the, with the, with the preseason. Okay. My preseason process is um, we talk about this, right? Cause we talk about, uh, we talk about our club. We have a lot of conversations when we talk about a club. 
right? And we talk about people that come through, right? We also talk about like how different a beast is Nevada is to California. It's completely different, right? Um, so um, the gold kids goals is a, a state title is uh, is huge. It's huge, obviously huge. Yep. You know. Um, so um, I think the goal for um, the goal for uh, preseason tournaments is to obviously get uh, is to get uh, is to get all the kinks away because league and and these California kids travel a lot, dude. They do the Doc Bs, they do Battle of the Belts. You know, those are huge tournaments to win too. And just uh, the the road to state is a long process, back to back weeks of of uh, league, CIF, Masters, state, right, and stuff like that. So I think the kinks for us is to is to get all these kinks for these bigger tournaments coming up, and then at the end of the day is to battle. <laughs> December, January, February. So you can so you can punch your ticket to get to the big dance. Right. And that's different where and I don't know if you face this yet. Las Vegas is you know I I I have two kind of different levels of high school kids and 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 I don't mean to put it this way but I guess it's it's you kind of have a group that's competing nationally and and that have done it for a while from the time they were youth all the way up through high school. So they've been traveling their whole career. So they're used to it and, and they are competing to try and be the, the top guys in the country and, or girls in the country. And then you have that tier that kind of that's come in below in the terms of like, they, they started maybe while they were in high school and, and they're, they're new to traveling and they're new to these tournaments and they're new to kind of going around the country and doing all this stuff. And so um, it's, it, it's twofold for me. It's, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's getting those elite kids into, you know, the, 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 the elite, uh, uh, levels, but then it's taking that next group and helping them kind of develop and form what they're going to try and try and achieve. Right. Where right. is it? Maybe, maybe some of my kids, it's just making the team. Some of my kids, it's, it's just being, you know, being, being a state champ. Right. Some of my kids, um, are, are, are trying to be the number one guy in the country. So you got everybody at kind of different levels. Right. And so how to, how to message that to your, to all your kids so that that all works together and each one is helping each other um, is a, is a unique, is a unique challenge. So I try to find a preseason tournament. That's a little bit more middle of the road that like Utah, that's um, good for, for, for kids that are just trying to work out the kinks and, and going to go win some matches and maybe lose a match, but they can really learn from it versus taking, you know, some of my kids who haven't wrestled as long and they're newer to travel, taking them to super 32 and like, boom, like, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a big, it's, that's a financial piece. And then that's also, um, it's also just, it, it's an extremely difficult tournament, you know? Right. Um, so I, I'm still working out the kinks and figuring out how to do all that and which tournaments to go to where, where kids are at. Cause each kid's different and trying to respect what each kid's trying to do, but also motivate them to, to want to be, you know, want to be even, uh, more competitor or, or, or be even more, um, you know, have bigger goals. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I think, I think, uh, definitely too, like the game, the game has definitely changed. Uh, I mean, I used to play every sport, dude, football, baseball. Um, I loved football. Absolutely. Um, 
And I think it just helps you just become just a better athlete in general. But I think the game has definitely changed that wrestling's all year round sport, dude. <laughs> Especially with these kids. Like the, I think the level just gets higher and higher every single time. And then there's more events that are higher and higher. Like there's who's number one now, right? And how hard is Fargo at the end of the summer, right? And stuff like that. So like it's uh and then Super 32 and then Free Show Elites, right? And stuff like that. Um Dog B all these tournaments, Virginia Beach Nationals, right? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of hard ones out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, with these hard tournaments, what are the – I know you said you got to Utah. What are the main tournaments throughout the year? If you want to be a high-level wrestler, do you think you always have to hit or definitely qualify to try to go? Are we talking youth or high school? High school. You know, I think that and out of season, not not in season stuff, right? Right, right. So, I I think the tournaments that fall into that grouping. I think you got the the Super Thirty Two. I think the preseason nationals in Iowa is a great tournament. I think the folk style nationals in uh, uh, Iowa is is a great tournament. The recruiting showcase, good one. Virginia Beach, um, Fargo, obviously World Team Trials, right? These cadets and juniors. Um, can go wrestle those world team trials here in Vegas. You know, you don't have to, especially for my kids. I'm like, we don't have to travel. And you get to go wrestle the best kids in the country. Like take advantage of it. This is not like, this is not like a, a, an option almost. This is, we're doing this, you know, cause that that's hard to see those kids because of where we are, you know, in, 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 so um, outside of those, um, I'm sure there's a few others that I can't necessarily think of. Um, I think that the, uh, there's one in Georgia that Fretwell does. Um, and, and I've always heard that's, that's a really good tournament at the beginning of the year, um, dual tournament. Um, and then there, there's a couple in Pennsylvania and Jersey that are really good. Um, they're a little harder to get to. Oh, journeyman journeyman. I know it was another, another good one. That's really tough. What is journeyman though? Journeyman this year was the week before super 32. That's right. So dude, it's just, it's so hard. Cause there's so many options. There's so many tournaments. There's, there's so much stuff out there and to sift through all of it. And what's the, what's the best roadmap for the year and, and, and which tournaments to go to and, and this and that it's, it's hard. Really what I try to do is I try to have that balance between getting to the East coast and, and, and finding, you know, wrestling some of those kids um, ideally in the future, I'm going to look for something in the, I mean, those Iowa ones are really good. Cause you get those Midwest, um, those Midwest kids from the Midwest, you don't see. So I really just try to expose my kids to a lot of different, um, kids from different areas and different styles. Cause there's things you oh, see don't forget about Reno worlds too. Yeah. Reno worlds. That's a, that's, that is a pretty, that's a pretty tough high school tournament. I, I didn't realize like those brackets are gnarly. They're pretty big. Yeah. yeah. It's like a two. That's like a, is that a three day tournament? Two day. I think, I think that's a three day tournament. I think it's two. Sure. I'm, I'm like 97.8% sure. <laughs> I swear. I think it's only two. Okay. 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 And then placement masters are the second day. Yeah. Okay. 
right? Or maybe it is three. Dang, dude, now you got me confused, brother. Three, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's three. Boom, you're right, you way in. Um, place the matches around the third day. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I believe placement matches on the third day because we wrestle, boom, and then uh, and then yeah, first day you had one or two, boom, we go home, we made it to the semifinals, and then we dropped, and then we had to battle all the way for placement matches, and then boom, we go all the way to day three. I think it's yeah, I think it's three days. Right. Tough three days or something, dude. Three day tournaments are hard. Two day tournaments are hard. Twelve day tournaments are hard. Fargo. <laughs> Brother, being a coach, and we talked about it last week, man. Being a coach is it's a different <laughs> skill set. It's um, and I'm really having to work on it. I'm really trying to learn what what things to sweat and what things not to sweat. You know, what's a when to get fired up and when not to, and and especially when you have so many different kids that you're working with and you're seeing from, you know, week to week. And I mean, I remember last year at some of our local tournaments, like our beginners, I was getting all worked up with them, you know, to a point where my, my coaches were like, Hey, you just go coach the kids that are going to go coach the kids that are going to, going to do damage and win, you know, a couple of times. Um, Cause it was, it was, it was it was hard, man. Um, but it, like, why don't you know how to, why don't you know how to do this? Like, what are you doing? Why don't you know how to do this? Just push the head down. Like, how hard is that? Just push the head down. <laughs> yeah, bro. Learning, <laughs> learning patience as a coach. And I'm not a patient person. I I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I can play it off long enough. But when it comes, when push comes to shove, I'm not a very patient person. And so if things aren't happening as quick as I want or at the pace that I believe they should be, Man, I have a hard time holding it together, but it's like development too, right? It takes some kids, different people are different. Some kids learn fast. Some people take a while. Right. And that's, right. that's, that's exactly it. You know, it's process focus. I, and, and I, even though I am impatient, I, I do believe in, in being process orientated and, and um, I, I do understand everything is a process. And I do understand everything takes time um, to connect that, to connect that logic to your heart in the midst of, in the midst of the battle, when the rubber hits the road, it's a little bit harder to do because you're, you, you, you've got the competitive side, um, and learning how to, how to manage that as a whole other piece, you know, as a coach, right. Athlete, a little easier. Cause it's just you as a coach, you got like 30 kids. So you, you got to sift through which, which emotions to really let hit you and, and what not let hit you. Right. Like don't let that, what is that old saying? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but, um, you know, don't let the, uh, don't let the, don't get too high. Don't get too low. You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing what it says, um, but finding, finding balance in the midst of all that. Oh, it's true. I, it's true. It's true. Absolutely true. Um, you talked about different kids. We talked about different kids having different goals. Um, how many state champs did you have this year? In high school? I think we had, I want to say we had 14. 14. How many, how many high school kids did you have just in general? Like a whole. We probably have somewhere around in our system, I would say 
give or take, you know, probably 50 kids throughout the year. Kids that wrestle consistently year round, probably in that 30 to 40 ish range. I know after season last year uh, in the spring, we had like 60 to 70. It was insane because season got done and you had all that success as a club and, and, and now people, people want to come. So um, we did see a big influx during that time. And, 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 and as you know, right, like some kids kind of come and go and, 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 you know, we, we are a pretty uh, elite program. So I think some kids come in and like, man, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. Like club club is pretty hard. You know what I mean? So um, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be hard high school practice i agree like a lot of people i don't think a lot of people possibly understand that like this is supposed to be hard in high school practice and on top of it i don't think people realize like um all the best kids are mostly going to club so when you look around you have hammer at the hammer at the hammer at the hammer um when you look around your room <laughs> right that's what club's supposed to be. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I know. So how many of those were state placers that didn't win the state title? A lot of them? Good amount? Were state placers before that? No. Um, if you didn't have champs, how many were just state placers? Ooh. I dude, I, I would have to look back on our social. I think I'm I'm just taking a wild guess. I think we had somewhere around call it 20, 20 to 25 state placers. Yeah. That that were that were well not not champs. So you had 14 champs or so. And then I I'd say on top of that, another 10 placers. Okay. How many kids you think did not make the dance? Dude, I think all of them did. And Vegas is different, dude. It's not the beast yeah. that California is. You got to go through three, four different qualifiers. Vegas, you really have one qualifier and what? Yeah, for your state tournament because we have five. We have five divisions in Nevada, brother. It's it's uh it's it's crazy. I I just it's 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 so unneeded. I understand why, um, but for wrestling itself, not very good you know, not good. I don't, I don't like the five divisions piece, but again, I understand why they got to have five divisions. And so that part makes sense. Cause you got, <clears throat> you have schools that have way less resources and funding, you know, yada, yada, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's just not fair to have those kind of schools wrestling, you know, these other schools that are well-funded, you know, that do have um, like hammers on their team you know so yeah. yeah for sure for sure um the process of the people that came up short do you ever pull them in and be like hey like we're going to these tournaments we're doing these in off season and this is what we're going to do so you can win your state title right and then it's probably a must right so we can collect these holes to fill up these holes so we can get to that state title. I wouldn't say that I sat down necessarily with them and did that as like individuals. Um, we've provided opportunities though, to be able to do that. Right. Um, from a mindset training this year and 
that we're allowing for the kids and we're doing stuff like that to help them kind of jump over those hurdles um, with the help of help of mindset. Um, one thing we're going through in that that I really love right now is understanding um, who our kids are, you know, as a coach. I think that's helping us um, get to know what makes them tick, what they need before a match, what they need after the match, what kind of what kind of feedback they want. Do they want direct? Do they all these kind of things? And so that's part of the process of getting to know our kids individually, to sit down with each one individually and do it. Something I, I would like to have. Uh, I, I think it's something that will happen in the future as more time opens up and 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 our coaches become more full time. I don't know how many full time coaches you have. I mean, I'm the full time guy. And then I have a, a couple other ones that are that are more part time. So I, I try to really balance out how much I ask of them uh, according to their pay um, of, of what they do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, you've been out to Cali before, dude, and uh, and uh, you worked for universities. How many? How many? When you were working at a university, how many California kids did you recruit? At Penn, I mean, different animal because you're you're across the country. We for did sure. one kid, um, one kid that I remember that came to Penn from California. There was another one from San Diego that I had talked to. Um, San Diego. You know, Must I would say I would say there was only a handful that I had talked to, and and that I'm remembering right now, there was only one that we had from California that we actually recruited. And what were they? Were they were they a state placer or a state champ? I can't remember how he did. I, he might have been. A, I, I think he was a state um, state qualifier. Um, yeah. I'm not sure of, I can't remember what he did in high school. Um, I know he had some, some Greco background and some freestyle background. Great, you know, great, great kid for what he brought to the team competitive, um, you know, brought a lot of stuff to the mat, brought a lot of experience too. you know, that was some of the things as well. When you look at recruiting kids, like it's not always, are they a state champ? Are they the best kid in the country? Right. Um, but it's also looking at what they bring to the room, right? What, what, what else do they have in their, tool bag that they that they help the bigger picture of the team as well you know do they bring right. academics do they bring you know do they bring leadership do they bring experience from high school where they were a part of a top team and maybe not the top person um you know what kind of greco background what kind of traveling background do they have all those kind of things can really help create a, a college room so when you create when you recruit a room um I, again i don't have the experience of like oklahoma state or in iowa where you, you are going after blue chip kids and, and, and you, you, you do get a lot of those kids, right? Um, these, uh, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Right. So some of the, so some of these other, you know, these, again, my experience at Penn, I, I don't have a lot of experience elsewhere, but you know, there is a bit of an art and a, and a, and a strategy to, um, to, to recruiting a room, to creating a room that, helps grow up, like build the team as a whole and build individuals as well. Cause you're always going to have a few individuals on a team that, you know, hopefully it's everybody, but statistically, I mean, unless you're Penn state statistically, like to have every kid achieving their goals and being national champs and all that kind of stuff. And even all Americans, it's extremely, extremely difficult to do, you know? Right. So. Right. And then how important is it to instill those leadership qualities at your club now so when you're when our kids are getting recruited 
they it's kind of like entailed in them right like they're when they're recruiting our kids in these in these colleges because i just had one of my kids julian just went on a trip to ohio and um and just making sure you make a big enough impact that they have these leadership qualities and i made them one of my captains at freak show too and making sure they can lead like not only a good club but have these qualities and it's instilled in them inside the club because I know one of the things I did notice when we went to practice was I took a picture of it, the maintain of the GPA yeah. of the WAF, right? I think that's really important. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, Tanner Sewell, he runs a recruiting accelerator and does that. I think it's a great program kind yeah. of shout out, but um, you know, we've talked in the past before and, and he put it in good terms. And, and I agree um, is, 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 you're creating a, as an athlete right now in high school, you're creating a resume and you're kind of like a stock, right? Like you're adding value to what you do. And so um, being, having, having volunteer experience outside in the community adds value, right? Especially if you're not like the blue chip kid, you're not the number one kid in the country or a top 10 or, or a top one of those. You want to have other things that, that add to your um, right. That add to your value academics, um, any kind of leadership, any kind of mentorship, any kind of volunteer in the community, any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of, um, uh, um, uh, I can't, you know, all, all those kind of things, right. You, 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 you add value to your, to your stock, so to speak. And so when college coaches talk to you, or when I talk to a college coach and I say, Hey, this is the value that the kid's going to bring to your team. Yes. He's a great, um, and, and, and those are the programs that I'm looking for too, you know, like as a coach, um, I, I do want to send great kids to great programs and, and, and blue chip kids out. Um, but I also want to look at, at programs that are helping to foster the whole athlete as a person, as a student, as an athlete, as a, you know, as a, as someone who's going to be part of society. Um, what are those different things that they're going to help continue to build on with that athlete? Cause such an important part of what I think I'm doing and that's built into my why and, and, and my fabric, um, as a, as a business, as a club, as a team is, is creating that kind of, uh, uh, that, that, that kind of whole person, right. Cause that's where the value comes from, um, in the long term. wrestling only lasts for a while. And so I think the more that, that kids and in, in high school can be adding to their, um, their resume, so to speak is really good. You know, like heck, even if you're doing extracurricular stuff at school, you're, I have one kid who's part of entrepreneurial club, you know, like, Hey, yeah. like that's, that's, that looks really good on a resume. He's also on our leadership. You know, we have a leadership team here that um, we put into place that uh, we go through, we're going through a book right now and they have homework and they have things that they do. Um, but that's by design, you know, that, that they, um, they get a chance to uh, use that and put that on their resume and their academics are held to a certain standard. If you don't meet the academic standard for leadership team, like, Hey, you know, there's going to be a conversation. And if it doesn't change, then, you're not going to be on leadership, you know? Um, yep. And so creating those opportunities for kids and, and, and kids understanding and parents understanding in the recruiting process that it's not just like, it's not the black and white. I want to get a college degree and, or a, a, a college scholarship, like chance of getting a full ride and everything paid for it is hard, but you can definitely up your stock, so to speak, and, and get more towards your, um, towards your financial future, your future by, doing some of these other things um, that, 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 that bring value to the athlete. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 
So I think that's really important. Really, really, really important. Um, yeah, man. These are a lot of good questions, man. You've been on a question roll today. Usually, I think last week I had more questions. I think this week I'm I'm a little uh, <laughs> a little, little less on the question side and 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 uh, having a chance to kind of respond here to some of the things you're asking. Yeah. Oh, dude, you see how I switch, dude? You do one or two intros. You see how I switch, bro? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. No, I I think uh, I know, dude. I switch roles, but I've been doing a lot of. Uh, interviewing when we've been interviewing these kids which are um which is great man i think that's one of our good purpose is to shine a light on some of these kids uh fortunately like and, and then some of these kids are pretty close to us right now and now we're getting reached out to a bunch of kids that we don't know that want to start to be on the show who are doing amazing things throughout the country right Stuff like that which that's the whole goal man um is to uh I think the one thing you hit is community matters, the wrestling community matters. And if we can help shine a light on a couple of kids, hopefully we can get universities to follow our page too and stuff like that. And they can see these kids got highlighted. That means they're pretty much the real deals, right? And stuff like that. So uh, that's and our job. And highlight them early. You know, I like that you're, you've exactly. got a lot of middle schoolers in there and, and kids that you're looking at and, or you're interviewing and, and, um, starting to help create a name for them, you know, get it, getting ahead of the, ahead of the game a little bit. So, oh, and we're the head of the head of the game, dude. I mean, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse won super 32. Uh, he's an eighth grader. Gavin was in the finals for super 32 and uh, it's ranked top, top, top 10, dude. Um, it's a uh, next year. I think the cool thing of highlighting these kids early, uh, they're going to be hitting the high school rankings. Like we will be seeing them at Fargo's. We will yeah. be seeing them at the U.S. Open. That's the that's the scary part of it too, and the awesome part of it as well. So, um, yeah, man, yeah, like that's uh, we love what we do. So it's it's cool, man. So I've been on the interviewing uh, kick lately. <laughs> We're answering these questions. <laughs> Yes, sir. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And speaking of middle school, all right. Um, we hit on, I think this will be the last thing we hit on high schools, right? Tournaments you have to hit. Um, middle school, what are the tournaments you are thinking we have to hit, especially if we want to reach a higher level, right? If you want to be a Jesse, you want to be a Gavin, or some of the kids you have that are at, I think you have some of the best youth pretty much and love like the state of Nevada period, right? Um, what tournaments are we hitting to develop? They're already at a high level, right? <coughs> Big tournaments. Um, but what tournaments should we, and we're at that level, at the high level in middle school? I'm going to answer that on, on, on two levels, right? Because I think tournaments are a piece of it. I think you got the, I like taking my kids to Super 32, my youth kids, because they get to see that, they get to experience the West East Coast, some of those wrestlers, again, they don't see. They get to experience the high school part of it, which in a couple of years from now, they're going to be on the high school side. So it's not foreign to them, right? They've been there. They've, they've, they've kind of experienced it. So I really like it for that reason. I think there's uh, youth. The, the youth uh, VA duels is really tough. Um, I haven't personally put together a team, but a lot of my kids get invited, and, I, and I'll send them out on teams. I think the Tulsa National Series and, and – uh, 
you know, our duels are in nationals. December, right? Yeah, in December. Um, but I think th- those are really important. Those three tournaments, Tulsa kickoff, Reno. Um, cause again, I think Tulsa nationals out of all those is, is the best because you see kids from everywhere. Right. And, and that's yeah. really important in their development. Um, the, again, the tournament that's here in, 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 in Nevada, in, in, uh, um, you know, they have the, the, the youth freestyling Greco that kind of tags on to the U S open. Like that's really important for us. Cause you get to see some good kids. You get to see the Olympic styles, you know, that's something that we, push last year but this year we really will make a, a huge push on that tournament and some of the freestyle tournaments that we have on the west coast here um for youth um other tournaments there's more out there i'm sure i'm forgetting a couple on the youth side but those are ones that i like and there's a couple others in utah that i like i really have an idea too of bringing kids i want to find at some point a random there's tough tournaments all across the midwest oklahoma iowa you know, Illinois, like go find a good tough youth tournament in one of those places too, and just see a bunch of different kids. So that's one piece to the, to, to the tournament piece. The other thing that I think is really important, especially this, again, this is for, for us, but also for, I, I, in general, I remember talking to Kerry McCoy um, years ago, head coach of Stanford, you know, wrestled at Penn state, um, credible wrestling background. And, and I was just picking his brain on, Hey, how do I, Man, I'm kind of stuck. I'm stuck right now as an international wrestler. What do I need to do? All right. And he said, you, you need to get out. You need to travel. You need to go to other places. You need to train right. with other people in, 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 a, in the U S and, and, you know, yeah, you might be sleeping on people's couches or this or that, but you've got to love the, like the, 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 uh, the, how, how tough that makes you. Right. And just being in a different room, different voice, all kinds of stuff, different technique, challenge your mind a little bit. And I think I understood that then to an extent, Um, but, but, but now as, as a coach and trying to help my kids develop, um, and trying to get my kids, like who are Nevada kids who, who really, most of the stuff we do, we just, there's, there's not a lot of competition. There's not a lot. And so trying to take them to a place again, like, a maybe in Oklahoma, this summer, I took kids out to Arizona, um, high school kids to train at Valiant, but more of that kind of stuff as well, where, you're putting them in different environments and that different environment is exposing them to different athletes, different coaches, different rooms. Cause you, you, you get to a different room, like warmups different, you know, technique is different, all of it. And, and it, it's good. Cause it kind of, it kind of throws you off a little bit. The first day or two anywhere, anytime I went somewhere, it was kind of like, you know, okay. Like it, it, it takes a minute to adjust. And so keeping that guessing game going is really important as well. That's something we're going to look to, to have a bigger emphasis on this year than we did last year um, where maybe it's not as many tournaments, but getting out somewhere, you know, two or three times a year to some different places and, and just training and hearing a different voice, seeing someone different. Right. Absolutely. dude. I think that's huge. Um, <laughs> I did a, um, I did a clinic yesterday at Servite high school and it was like the little kids program and they're ending <coughs> uh, their other practices with a little bit different than ours. And I'm like, man, maybe I should add that in. Even yeah. as coach, like yeah. we're at right? Um, which I think was really cool. Um, and then obviously, like when you get brought in to teach clinics, so they can learn too. Not only do the kids learn, but the coaches learn too, right? When I went over to Alaska, they were just like, man, you guys do this and this. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, right? 
Um, I think it's really huge. And everybody had their different methods and allergies. Right? Did I say that right? <laughs> allergies. Yeah, allergies. <laughs> it's kind of it's allergies. Wait, wait. Ideology. Yes, thank you. I thought you were talking about allergies, brother. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not following you here. But maybe that's a what you said. Maybe that's to, a term I'm not familiar with. <laughs> to um, I, like everybody has their own method of uh. Like, I think each school has their own little identity, right? And stuff like that, right? But um, obviously, you get wrestlers that are, like, better. Some people are better at distance. Some people are better in close. Some people are better with 201. Some people are better with Russians. Uh, some people are better with underhook. Some people are better with putting in legs. One school likes to put in legs a lot, right? Um, how do we defend legs? Some schools are good at 201, chopping. Uh, and you even see it in college, right? Like, uh I was very hands-on, right? Very, very, they love to put hands on people, you know? Um, some people have their methods and what you say is really important um, because you can just pick up different stuff, different stuff, right? When I was going to clinics as a kid, I was always taught like, hey, have your notebook, write down stuff. They can show 60 moves. Realistically, you're probably going to pick up one, maybe two. Yep. That's it. When you go to these clinics, and then going through all this stuff, you're realistically going to pick up one or two moves, right? But that one or two moves can completely shape your whole game in the way you wrestle, right? Um, especially, uh, I think, like, attacking. Like, I right now, I'm obsessed with, like, having each way to attack. Left, middle, right. Left, middle, right. If you have a two-on-one, they're attacking on the same side. If they screw up, attacking in the middle, attacking on the opposite. Boom, 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 boom. I, I'm being obsessed with you should at least have at least one move for each side. Left, middle, right. Right? Um, we've been going over that a lot lately. But I, I, I think um, <coughs> that, and what you said is the key thing, dude. Like, everybody, you can learn a little bit from everybody else, right? And um, I think it's really important to go to different schools for sure and pick up different stuff. Um, everybody, and also too, how many times have you seen it that you teach one thing over and over and you go somewhere different and they teach the same stuff, but you have an epiphany moment and then you just pick it up and you just get it. And then you as a coach is just like, I've been screaming that at you for like the last three years. And all of a sudden one person comes in and say something different and you pick it up. Yeah, it happened to me too. <laughs> you know, percent, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you always hear that as a, you always. When I was a clinician, more so. I mean, I still do clinics, not as much, but when I was competing and doing clinics, and then you come in somewhere and coach has you in, and 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 they always would tell the kids at the end of the the, the clinic, see, it's the same thing I've been telling you. You just, I know. <laughs> you know, they kind of bring you in to 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 back them up, you know. And now I'm like. At the time, I didn't really get it. Where now I'm like, dude, I bring in clinicians, you know, I bring in clinicians and, and I'm like, dude, we wait, this is exactly what we've been talking about, you know, but, but I think that just hearing a different voice, hearing a different perspective, I have a lot of clinics, I have a lot of clinicians, um, you know, it, some of it, it, it's, 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 it's good. It's good for business, but a lot of it is, I really just want kids to be inspired, dude. That's the biggest thing why I have so many clinicians come in and, and, and stuff like that is 
hopefully they're learning the technique and they're picking things up. I'm learning things because it's keeping me like, like Sorry. this may sound crazy. I've never known how to do the Iowa ride, you know, uh, take the cross, you know, uh, cross face to the cross face cradle. <laughs> I've never really known how to, I've never taught it. I mean, I'm sure I knew it, but I never really taught it. And so I just had a clinician in that went over it. Now I'm like, all right, like I'm going to, I'm going to be teaching this in, in, in practice and, and stuff like that. So it, it helps me add to my game, but for my kids, dude, it's like, it's being inspired, right? Like seeing these division one clinicians or Henry Cejudo, or last year I took kids to Tulsa and we went to the Oklahoma state duel afterwards and they watched that. And then, you know, they met John Smith and they met Dayton fix and all these experiences hopefully are like inspirational moments that kind of act like a, uh, act like a, uh, um, a, a long-term stock, you know, they kind of act like a, uh, um, you know, the short-term high risk stocks, but then there's, you know, long-term low risk, you know, you, but, but you're, you're, you're slowly compounding interest over time on those stocks. Right. And so same thing I'm trying to do with my kids is just give them experience after experience and, and opportunity after opportunity with the hope that they're inspired and, and, and eventually those things kind of like they, they pay dividends in, in, in the long run. Right. Absolutely. So that's where I think the value is in clinics. Yes, you're going to get technique and you got to be really intentional about it and how you're doing it. But I also think it's it's the inspirational level. I try to find clinicians who have inspiring stories and backgrounds and um, different things to, to, to help my kids just have more perspective on life. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So with that, we'll leave it at that. What are your parting words for this episode? We went over a lot of stuff, man. I'm kind of having a hard time remembering everything we went over. I know, bro. I was hitting them. I was hitting them with the questions, bro. Yeah, dude, that was I was not a, I was not I was a little different, a little different format than before, you know. Yeah. Um, but I but I again I, like I'm I'm gonna stick to the facts. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna stick to the fact. I like what you asked me about the recruiting and and kids and what's really important um when you're looking at a kid and being recruited. I think for parents that do listen to this podcast whether they're mine or others is what other value are you adding to your athlete? You know, are they a great wrestler, you know, but what else do they have that you can, that you can roll out on a resume and, and show, yeah, they, the, the, these kids, you know, my son or daughter volunteered at the local homeless shelter for three months. And, and then they were also in their, their, um, you know, they were in their science club for six months at, at, at school. How, how can you add value to your athlete and think about it from the time they're, you know, young kids too, you know, what other tools are you building into your, um, your athlete, into your kid that help prepare them for, for life after club and high school and college and then life after that as well. Yep. All right. So my parting words, a little bit different. I'll pivot over. So um, when we talked about preseason tournaments and, uh, and then camps, right? Because um, we're actually going to think of season, right? So pretty much preseason is now over, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestling season is officially here, right? Pretty much after preseason nationals, it is over. We are in our season, pretty much. Um, for those that haven't uh, did any preseason tournaments and or uh, did any camps, like, and they're going into season, um, best of luck. But, like, hey, Next time, like, hey, if you want to get better or reach another level, hey, doing these preseason tournaments are really important. I think it's really important to find a club 
that really does that too. And also find a club that's really bringing in like a lot of commissions and doing a lot of camps, right? And then I'm gonna leave you guys with a saying, summer camps make winter champs. Remember that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm Chase the Dream Pammy. <laughs> I'm Ian Stomach Butler. And we'll see you next time on the first shot. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.